Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneur podcast. With me, as always, is the terrific, the shiny, the magical, the always stunning with her new haircut, Therese Tucker. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And Rach has to run downstairs right now while there's a screaming toddler. Talking about mom guilt. I'll be back in a minute. Who refuses to take, refuses to take a nap right now so his mom can podcast. And it's great because our topic today is all about mom guilt and especially for mompreneurs or mompreneur here over where Rach is. So yeah, we wanted to talk like the perfect segue to talking about mom guilt. And the reason why is because, you know, it's when you are trying to establish your own business or you work for yourself, and especially when you work inside your own home and your children are at home with you, if you have little ones, it can feel very difficult to know where to focus. You know, as a mom, your focus naturally goes on your children, but without having focus on your business, you're also not able to provide for your family. So it's this very big like catch 22, a lot of mompreneurs find themselves in like where to focus. Um, and it's all about learning how to prioritize. But unfortunately, it's not something that really can be, you know, other than health and safety first, we're talking about like little nuances right now. For example, um, Rachel's son, Jax is down for a nap and he should be sleeping. It is his nap time, but he's not ready to sleep. <laughs> so you know, well, I was just explaining to them what's going on over there, but also um, how to prioritize between, you know, your work and your family as a mompreneur and how there, it's a very gray area because once you get past, you know, the safety and well-being of your children, it starts to get really fuzzy where the focus needs to go. Then it comes down to sanity. The right, you want to add to that as we... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sometimes it's, you know, like, you know, right now, yes, he needs a nap. He's overtired and I could let him cry for a lot longer. But, you know, I'm also working and I don't want to have my podcast with a screaming child in the background. So then it's, okay, what's the, the lesser of the two evils? Great. I'll put a movie on for him knowing full well he probably won't go to sleep watching his movie. Um, and he'll have a later nap, which, you know, kind of works for me because if he has a late nap, maybe I can have a nap with him. So you kind of weigh everything up all of a sudden. It's not a simple black and white, no, he needs to go to sleep or no, I'm just going to give him a movie. You kind of look at, okay, if I give him a movie, what's likely to happen? If I do this, what's likely to happen? So we, we get very good at looking at, you know, troubleshooting as well as looking at the bigger picture of making these infinite little decisions along the way. Yeah, I mean, to add to that, I was saying that part of the guilt for a mompreneur specifically is the fact that you are working to provide for your family, but you're also at home with your family and the desire to take care of them and, you know, focus attention around them is also there. Uh, but many, many women who are moms and mompreneurs also have a love for their business. That's another baby of theirs. Um, and so, you know, they need more they need more to their existence than just being a mom and, and just being a mom that sounds so minimalistic being a mom is a huge task it is yeah. not a just but in our world let's be real for me just being a mom is not enough for me i need more no. than that and for some women they just want to be mothers and that's all they want to do hats off to you fantastic you found your thing that's not me i need my business I need a space where I can be creative and do things that I want to do that really um, you know feed my soul and it's not that my kids don't feed my soul they do but my soul has an appetite of it likes multiple foods it doesn't like just chocolate because we like mm -hmm. chicken as well <laughs> so and that's the way that I look at it for me to feel completely fulfilled I need to have a variety of things that are all soul fulfilling my children are one of them but they're not the only thing my business is another one. And there are some times where we have to choose between our children and our business. And that's where things get a little bit tough. Right. And I mean, having a large expressive energy, which is kind of how I see it, is that I need to express. There's something I need to express beyond my family. 
mm. is what kicks in for me. So I, uh, a different type of expression, um, being a mother is a very specific type of expression, but I, my soul also requires different expression, mm. connecting to people who are outside of my immediate family bubble and having a larger sense of, um, like a unity <laughs> connection. I want to feel other people. I really want to feel them. Yeah, uh, in my life. Have, it's 11-11 and we want to have conversations that are more than things that we find on, you know, I'm going to say play school, but whatever your TV show, Sesame Street and all the, you know, the children's right. shows that play on repeat. You know, we want to be talking, like I love talking to Teresa and our clients and whatnot about universal consciousness and, and talking to our team and all this stuff that you can't really necessarily talk about with your kids. So, you know, this, this fills our buckets. We've got multiple buckets around what we need in order to feel good to feel fulfilled to feel like we're expressing all of those things so we as you know entrepreneurial mothers um we have quite a lot of buckets <laughs> lots of buckets lots yes but but the, the thing that is interesting is that there is an internal guilt that comes in i know i i don't really want this particular show to be about any societal guilt that could mm. possibly be added to it i, I feel like that's been covered I want to talk about the internal guilt that kicks in um, and the confusion it can cause not knowing where to focus, right? Like it's mm. sometimes we get so caught up in what we sh think we should be doing for whatever reason. Um, and it might be emotionally triggered many times for me. It is around my kids. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you got so much bigger. Like that's something I noticed about my son recently. I'm like, you look like a little kid now. You don't look like a baby. <laughs> Where'd my oh, baby go? Yeah, exactly. Which caused me to feel an emotional pull towards wanting to focus more attention there. At the same time, you know, I'm one of the providers for my family. Um, and my family is a family that needs two providers. We just, we're not getting enough from one direction. We've always needed both of us to be working. And when you have multiple people under your roof, you know, unless unless uh, external factors change my reality is that i do need to be working and so i choose i i like my choice i like that mm. i chose to work from home i like that i get to be around my kids all the time but when you work from home it does it, it grays the line even more because now there is no workspace and home space it's mm. work home you it's know all, what i mean it's all in it's, it's all, like, it you yeah. like for me my day it has maybe not as much structure as it used to or not as much structure as I would, would like it to have because right. I try to do as much as I can when Jax has a sleep. But Jax doesn't, isn't one of those kids that goes down at the same time every day. He doesn't oh, always God, no. have a two-hour nap sometimes. I've never had hours. a kid. And sometimes <laughs> it's 20 minutes. So, you know, I can't always rely on, on having that time dedicated to, to doing my business. And then sometimes he's up two or three times a night. And by the time it gets to his nap time, I'm ready for a nap too, which means I don't get the productivity in. So then there's guilt around not, not showing up in my business. And then there's guilt around, you know, those days where I do have a lot of work on and he's playing, you know, watching his movies, which he loves to do. Like he's at a young age, he's not really sitting there trying to tug at my, my clothes and say, mommy, I want you. Um, you know, also being a, a child that has some special needs, he doesn't tend to do that anyway. So, but there is a part of me that's like on days where I, I spend more time working instead of sitting down with him, playing with him or doing some therapy with him, which is something that I need to start doing a lot more of. There's guilt around, you know, not showing up as the mother that I think I should be. But the realistic version is I am part-time mother and part-time entrepreneur and I can't dedicate all of my time to either one of those without losing part of what fulfills me. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to imagine this past um, being a mom. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we are in a day and age. And then this includes fathers too, fathers who uh, work from home, um, you know, and just <laughs> fathers in general have worked. I, I mean, we're, I think we're learning more um, empathy towards that. How hard right, to have been considered for so long in our society as the breadwinner, as a person who was meant to go mm. and leave their family um, and come back. But, you know, just the fact that I think that 
that this kind of guilt about how to prioritize and what to prioritize and the fact that you can't really depend that on a day-to-day you're going to prioritize in the same way. For example, there are some days where you will have more productivity, more energy, and there are some days where you need to cocoon. Um, and there's guilt around self-care in general for people. I don't think it, it's restricted to mompreneurs. I think that people in general, like we feel guilty when we have to stop. Um, and so I think just addressing all of that in general is important. It's important to talk about it because on the outside, when we're looking at other people's lives, right. And especially, um, when we see some people putting out so much, Mm -hmm. right. Like we just see content and I'm kind of guilty. You see a lot of content come out of, out of my stuff, but that's not reality. The reality isn't like, I'm just crushing every day there are days like yesterday where I was like this is a waste <laughs> like pretty much this whole week has been a bust <laughs> it's been a bust <laughs> I got a haircut guys and that was my big accomplishment <laughs> but it made her feel better and that's important really it really did make me feel better it did um but see now that's interesting right is how do you there are some times where um it's not logical <laughs> the thing that's going to actually be the best for you might seem like the most illogical choice, right? Um, Especially when you have deadlines that are (laughs) self-imposed. I mean, it seems, it seems like, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think about it from an outside perspective. I, I'm guessing when I, when I hear the word self-imposed deadline, that seems to me pretty easy. Like you should just be able to move that finish line anywhere you want to. Rach, why, why doesn't that really work? No, because you've got to look at why we've created the deadline in the first place. So sometimes the deadline is because you've got a, a big bill coming up that needs to be paid. So therefore you need to do the work that's going to bring the money in. And that becomes, right. while it's self-imposed, there is still a feeling or a belief underneath it that it's not really a movable deadline. Um, no. and particularly when you're one of the breadwinners for your family, then these become, this is, becomes the reality. It's not you know, imagined. It's, you know, it's not one of those things where, Oh, I'll just put the deadline over there and, you know, but, and then kill yourself to get it when there's no other reason that you need to have achieved it on that day. So, you know, we're balancing, often balancing family, finances and, and business. And, um, you know, and there are times where the, the deadline is not as simple as, it's just not as simple as a deadline or a self-imposed one. Right. And yet there are times where you uh, are trying to push yourself to make things happen. And it's just a wheel of insanity. Yes. Like you really need to stop. That was my Monday. <laughs> I was like, I really need to stop. Um, but it causes guilt, you know, having to, when you have a plan and you have to diverge from it, even causes guilt mm-hmm. or can cause guilt for the magical unicorn out there that doesn't feel guilty when they have to change their solid plans. Call me up and tell me how you do that. <laughs> I feel it. I think part of the problem is, you know, when we're entrepreneurs, we're working, even though we're working from home, there is still an underlying belief that we should still do like an eight hour day, you know, because that's not a full day of work unless you do a full day of work. But realistically, I mean, taking care of an infant, a toddler, um, a young child, that is still a fairly full time job. So we have these unrealistic expectations that we're going to do these two things and think that they're both two full time jobs and do both of them at the same time. No, the reality is you have two jobs, but now they're both part-time. Yes. Or if you're crazy, you might have three jobs. Yeah, that's not true. About that. Four. And then the extra job is to take care of yourself, you know, and that's the one that often gets left behind. Oh, yeah. No, I was watching another, I was watching the that comedic duo, the I Mom So Hard ladies. <laughs> I love them. (laughs) I love them so much. Um, But yeah, they were talking about how everybody's, they were specifically talking about health, like getting people's checkups and dentist appointments and everybody's taken care of. And they're always the last on the list. And they're almost at a place where they like want to do a self-examination just so they can get it over with. Um, Which I think a lot of happens to busy women um, who are balancing family and business and more um, is that 
yeah, I mean, it, it just feels almost like a delay when it shouldn't be. It should feel like the thing that keeps it together. And in honesty, in all honesty, we all need breaks. We need a break. The cycle is not complete or correct. It's not natural if there's no break. So the ebb and flow cycle is a cycle of nature. Um, mm -hmm. And your kids, you know, your business, your kids, your pets, your partners, nobody benefits if someone's going full on all the time because that person is not happy and they're probably stressed out and pretty cranky <laughs> to be fair. Well, that's the other thing we haven't really mentioned. Like you talk about partner. So we've got full-time entrepreneurial job, full-time kids job. And then on top of that, we've got partner who also needs love and attention. And you know, our relationships need to have that time where we're together needs, you know, it's, it's like a plant. It needs love, mm -hmm. care, nurturing, uh, in order for it to continue to grow because if it's not getting that then it'll stagnate just like anything else so i think mumpreneurs have we we learn to juggle but it's mm. it's it's such a delicate balance that you know often we we go too far this way too far that way and it's like we're, we're sometimes chasing our tail and putting out fires because there is so many demands on us and there's so many reasons why we could feel guilty but we've got to be realistic with ourselves and look at how many things we are trying to succeed at within our life that is needing our love and attention and sometimes at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I keep thinking about what our team has said to us in different channeling sessions and it's just, it's so true. They often talk about all of these events happening in our lives like a horse race, they say like this big horse race going around and around. And they said one horse has to cross the finish line first. They, they don't all cross. So meaning uh, if you were to think about it this way, you know, when you're giving the relationship a lot of attention, then other things are not getting all the attention. It just, it cannot happen simultaneously, um, which is why that, that, you know, quote is out there. It's like, instead of trying to half-ass everything, whole-ass one thing, mm. you can all, you're only going to really be able to whole-ass one thing. Right. So everything has to, is going to get less of the, um, the unless you focus in on one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not going to be able to perfect it. It's going to get energy. It's going to get something, but it's not going to be perfect. And I think that to be a, a person who understands how to balance or mm -hmm. juggle like mompreneurs do, you have to understand nothing's going to be perfect. All, all things will be in process at all times. Mm -hmm. um, and unless you're willing or have the time or have the support to shove everything aside momentarily, there's no way you're going to be able to perfect one of those areas. Unless, like I said, intentionally, you know, get some extra babysitting, get some extra family around you, right? Focus in on one area and let people know, okay, this, for this amount of time, I'm only going to focus on this to perfect it. Other than that, it's all in process <laughs> constantly. And I think it's also realizing that, you know, sometimes, particularly from a, a business perspective, sometimes it's going to take longer than we'd like it to because it doesn't have our full-time attention. And even within our business, we've yeah. got to pick something that then we can feed all the energy to. And if you're anything like me, I have a thousand horses going at once. I am getting a lot better. I've now narrowed it down to just a couple. <laughs> but this has been part of the learning. Um, so yeah, it's just keeping in mind, like I, I keep seeing, like we talk about the horses and if you imagine that, you know, every time you feed one of the horses, it goes faster and you've got say, you know, you've got your, your business, you've got your health and wellbeing, you've got your, um, the kids, you've got the partnership, you know, there's, you know, there's four or five right there. So if you're going along the line and giving each one some fuel, giving some attention, then they're all going to get to the finish line around about the same time. But they're not Roughly, going to get there in right. record time because you're not feeding the same horse repeatedly all the time. So it's the same with everything. We just, if we can get into, and it's really about, like we talked about, balance. So you mm -hmm. might put, you know, a, a chunk of your day focused on your business, a chunk of the day focused on your kids, you know, and then other times where the kids have to watch TV and watch a movie while you get some work done. That's okay. And then when the hubby gets home, it's all tools down. Everybody gets together and, and does works and does dinner together maybe. And then you make sure you spend a little bit of time, you know, with the kids putting them to bed. And then after that, a little bit of time with hubby, even if it's all partner, even if it's only to sit down and have a cup of tea and just connect, um, you know, that's going to give 
the relationship more fuel than not doing mm -hmm. that at all. Even if it's only half an hour, remember it's quality most of the time, not quantity when it comes to this sort of stuff. Right. And, um, and self-care time. Oh, self-care time is so important. That's we don't have the fuel to give to everybody else. Well, it's the, and it's the thing that you're doing for yourself that, again, is like feeding the horse, right? You gotta, you're the horse too. <laughs> so, I, I mean, and that to me is something that I find, at least in my case, I need to do it daily. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It just has to be, uh, in this case, it is a quantity thing. <laughs> because the more I do it every day, the, the more... Um, perseverance or stamina I have resilience. to deal with right exact thank you resilience I have to deal with it so for me it's a morning routine which of course this week has been totally fucked up so in the morning routine has turned into an afternoon or right before midnight sometimes routine it's getting done it's just not the way it normally looks for example I like to do yoga and meditation in the morning late this past week it's been detox baths every night and that's mm. it that's the thing that I'm doing for myself to make sure that I can handle handle life right now. And, and sometimes we have to accept that it, it gets to my perfectionist. It gets to my mm. A-type personality so much that it's not the same thing all the time, that I'm not like crushing it, you know, <laughs> that's, but that's not what's most important. What's most important is that I'm doing the thing I need mm. to take care of myself at this time, even if it looks different. So as mums, we need to just, you know, be a lot gentler and be, uh, you know, our perception is skewed when we get into that place of guilt because we're, you know, not enough is what the underlying thing is. I'm not enough. I'm not performing. I'm not showing up. Um, but remember that our kids don't remember the, the, the time amount spent. They remember the, the little memories, like the, the, the five minutes you spent playing puzzles with them, the, you know, the three minutes you spent playing patty cake, the, you know, the five minutes you spent out in the sun pointing at the, the animals that are riding across the, the back of the backyard, whatever it is, it's the moments that they remember. So the answer to a lot of this is actually to be present, to be oh. very, very present with whoever totally. or whatever you have in front of you at the time. Absolutely. I mean, I can think of the times in my life where uh, a parent was physically present but not mentally available, um, yeah. and that was just as disappointing as if they weren't there. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I mean, I can feel the difference. Uh, I can feel the difference in my kids when they know they're getting me. And how like calm they feel and content and like happy, right? Like they're like, I'm happy with this moment. Then I, I know that um, connection was achieved mm. uh, with them and that that was a quality moment right there. Yeah. So that, that is definitely, uh, that's such a good point. And it's the same thing. I can yoga and meditate, but without intention, without the intention of calming the mind, connecting to the body, feeling my feelings, right? I can do the actions and give myself the gold star for getting it done, but it's not, I'm cheating myself out of the uh, healing mm. or the growth or the expansion that I'm longing for uh, if I'm not being present with that. That's what I find. I'm like when I go to my rock, ticket, yeah. the rock is the same thing. So I can get out to my rock, but if I spend my time on my rock mulling over stuff in my head, that's not the reason why I go to my rock. My rock is to connect in, to let go, to sit in the stillness and allow my soul to speak to me. So sometimes I find I'm like in my head, back into my soul, in my head, back into my soul. <laughs> and I do, sometimes do that for the, the duration, but I definitely feel like, you know, if I had spent too much time in my head while I've been on my rock, I don't feel like I had the quality time on my rock. It was almost like I wasn't even there. So, you know, being present, making sure you're, you're very present with the things that you're doing and the, the, the moments are so, so important. And the only other thing I want to add to that is, um, you know, with your kids, you know, as they're a little bit older, it's a bit easier, but like with my elder, older daughter, um, you know, we created some boundaries around my work. Because so I used to work right up into the night. I'd have the laptop on my lap. You know, even sitting on the couch with all the family, I'd be still working. And, mm -hmm. you know, 
they, they knew that. If I had the laptop, they knew I was working. Even if I wasn't technically working, I was doing something. So it became, a, okay, come a certain time, it's tools down, which means laptop goes away so I can be present with the kids. And, you know, there are times where I have had to work at night time, but I, I pre-frame it and go, right, I'm working tonight and I'll be working from this time till this time and that's going to be my work time, but I have free time now so I take it out of my day. So rearrange it rather than just keep working through so that they have time with me. Or we sit down and I ask them how they, you know, how her, her work's going. Is she struggling at school? Is there anything she needs help with? To be present with her. So if you communicate to your kids and help them to understand where your, your boundaries are around work, but also where it's their time, then they will be fluid and flexible with you too. All I can think of is, I mean, what's, interesting is you know our children especially mine but they they are mimics they mimic us and my kids have created boundaries for me so it's been you know you can't do this because mommy mommy's working this is mommy work time right now well now they're flipping that and they're saying it to me when they don't want me to stop them or interrupt their stuff they're like i'm working and i'm like oh okay (laughs) I have to respect their boundary because they're working. It's a mutual thing in my family. Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. But it's true. <laughs> when they do, they it's pick true. things up. And you, if you're not willing to respect their boundary, then how can you expect them to respect yours? Exactly. So when they say that, I have to be like, okay. Touche. <laughs> I get it. Well played. Child, well like, played. Okay, you get five more minutes for work time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? It's like doing Play-Doh. He's like, okay, working. Mom, working. I'm like, okay. Yeah, my three year old working. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Both of them, actually, both of them have said it to me. It's quite funny, but, and it's like, in your face, mom. <laughs> you careful what you say. Mm-hmm. Careful what you say. You'll hear it again. You'll hear it back. <laughs> uh, shall we open it up to questions? Anybody want to add to the discussion? Has anybody got Made any comments oh, yeah. about the about the topic of mom guilt? There's talk. Well, there's definitely talk. I'm not sure if it's mom specifically mom guilt, but maybe around. Um, let's see. Let me go back. I got my glasses on. Yes. Now she Tim is saying that he thinks every parent goes through that. Fathers yes. have guilt too oh, about work and family. Absolutely. I oh, know my husband uh, would much rather be at home. Like he spends, thankfully he now works from home on Wednesday, which is his favorite day of the week. But yeah, he does feel like he's missing out and, and not being there as a father when he's away for 12 hours of the day. But you know, what I can say is he creates some really good quality time when he gets home. And that's important. So Caitlin, what are you saying? I'm trying to like look at what she's saying and it keeps making me like try to like it again and again. Okay. She says, I figured out this week that when you put too much pressure on yourself, to get something done by a certain time that you, uh, then you hyper-focus and can't get any of it done. Mm-hmm. And so switching the energy to do something for yourself is for just a short time suddenly gives you the energy to actually yes. accomplish that yes. initial thing. Yep. That's like feeding the horse. Absolutely. Definitely. Gosh, doing it for ourselves. It was 1133. Feeding ourselves is such an important and critical part of being able to juggle and balance all of this with you know, grace. It doesn't necessarily mean with ease because it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but we do it far more effectively when we are, you know, energized and have, you know, because when we've got energy, when we take care of ourselves, it, like we were talking about before, it builds our resilience. We can deal with shit going wrong a lot better if we've actually taken care of ourselves. And that means getting proper food, getting water, getting as much sleep as we possibly can, knowing full well that children are probably going to wake us up at some point. But Doing the best that we can to take care of ourselves creates um, a stronger foundation within us to handle so much more. I'm just looking at Caitlin almost also posted that her one of her favorite memories uh, with her and her mom is when her mom dressed up like Pocahontas. I guess they both did, and they sat on the floor in the living room eating corn on the cob. Oh, she was probably things. like five. Yeah, but, but it, it wouldn't have taken long like, to make to get dressed to make the corn on a cob. It might have been an hour, really. It might have been an hour of time, and it doesn't matter that she may not have spent the entire rest of the day with you. She might have been working, taking care of the house, or whatever. Um, 
but the fact that she sat down for that one hour or that period of time, that's what we remember. We remember those, those moments. Absolutely. We remember the connection. Mm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing to remember, it's a work in progress. Um, it's always going to be that if you can't purely focus in on one thing, it's always going to be in some state of progress, right? Mm. And we, we know this to be true, um, you know, which is why life isn't really about, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have a lot of focus out there on accomplishment, um, but life is a cycle. It just keeps going and it keeps, you know, we don't like work for one year and then make all the money we're going to make in our lifetime and we never have to work again. I don't know what that would be you like maybe that would be awesome not sure I'm not sure if I get bored after that I don't know but yeah I would I would have to do something I couldn't not do something it'd have to be something well it'd be interesting wouldn't it I mean that that's kind of a fun thought for a second to imagine what it would be like if you didn't have to work Mm. you know it's a great way to kind of figure out what you're so attracted to right exactly I didn't have to work if I knew that was taken care of. What would I do with myself? Mm. Would I travel, right? Would I, would I, you know, would I focus in differently in life? Where mm. would I want to focus? Because it'll, a lot of times we use work as a very legitimate excuse, but still as an excuse, mm. right, to not focus in um, on what brings us the most contentment and joy. And it, mm. even with our family, which might bring us the most contentment and joy, but we've got this idea that it has to be a certain way. And it really, it's important to challenge these thoughts because otherwise they rule you, right? They rule, they end up ruling you. I have another version of mum guilt. What's that? When you don't like your children for whatever reason, even if it's a short period of time, you know, the, the guilt is Forever? I should love my children no matter what they do or how shitty they are. You know, I should love them through, you know, unconditionally, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm lucky I don't have a really difficult child. Um, but being a part of the, the, all the autistic groups, there are definitely some kids who are far bigger challenges than, than Jack's is. And I touch wood that he never gets to that point. But, you know, some of them are extremely challenging. They have oppositional defiance disorder. So it doesn't matter what mum or dad say, they're in complete defiance to that. Um, Some of them are very, uh, you know, even abusive. Some, they ruin things. They kick, like they they can't control how they feel. So they, they pull things apart. They, like they would ruin the furniture, kick in the walls, you know, this sort of stuff. Um, and there are a lot of families out there that are dealing with these children. And then even though in the back of their mind, they're going, oh, they've got, you know, they're autistic, they're this, they're that. And it gives them almost, you know, it, it explains why they are like they are. But it doesn't mean it's easy to love a child who is telling you they hate you, who is, you know, saying won't cooperate in any way, shape or form, won't eat the food that you try to give them, is completely off the Richter scale, destroys the house. I mean, that is a difficult situation to, to love, love a child or love anyone really. Um, and there's guilt in that because the, the mum thing says, I should love them anyway. So, you know, for those people who are in situations like that with children who have special needs or who have um, issues that make them more difficult as a child to love, um, you know, I, don't want, I want to say to you, it's okay. It is okay to feel that way and you don't need to feel guilty about feeling that way either because that is a difficult, a really tough situation I feel for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still kind of processing that. I haven't read or come across anything like that. I think I have heard of it, um, but I haven't experienced or met someone who's experienced that, so I can't even can't even imagine it it definitely is one of those contrast situations that helps you appreciate what you have in case you thought very appreciative in case you thought what you were dealing with was tough yeah (laughs) right but we have those moments where our kids are complete assholes and it's like (laughs) in that moment it's like i love you but i do not like (laughs) you right now 
Yeah. And that's hard to, because uh, at the same time, I mean, you're human being, you're a human being when you're just because you become a mom doesn't mean you stopped having feelings or being human or somehow have like developed, have developed into an angel or saint status. I mean, kids push boundaries all the time. They want, you know, Mm -hmm. it's part of being a child is testing the water and seeing what you can get away with them because ultimately security and safety that feeling of knowing where the boundaries are like knowing that there's an invisible fence somewhere children really want that mm-hmm. and so they test it right they push around the edge to figure out what how, how far is too far um, mm-hmm. what can I get away with what what when will I get pulled back mm-hmm. uh, and that's really trying for parents period because yeah, yeah, they do. We've, and, and, you know, being a former child, (laughs) speaking of it from experience, you know, we've all done it. We've all had, we've all tested the water to see, um, how far in some. They have an uncanny ability to do it on a day where you've had less rest. And there's a whole lot of reasons why your mental resilience is a lot lower than it could have been. So when they push it, they push hard and you lose your shit. Like on those days, you, you look back and you go, oh, that was not the best parenting moment, you know, and it's guilt around that. So oh, man, yeah. there's so much, <laughs> there, there's so much, which is why it's so important to develop a self, a daily self-care ritual yeah. where you actually get in touch with your emotional intelligence, which is what meditation can give you. Uh, there are other tools for it as well, but it's so important for us to recognize how we feel when we're, we're accustomed to recognizing how we feel when the feelings are big Mm -hmm. and as a person who has naturally big feelings that's kind of easy to do but there there's plenty of times where I'm having a subtle a more subtle feeling um, and meditation has really helped me tap into that or or the practices the mindfulness practice I should say that I do allow me to scan physically and emotionally and go what is it I'm feeling right now Mm. Um, and sometimes when we catch the, the smaller emotions and we identify them, it prevents them from developing into something bigger and, mm. and it helps us to identify it in someone else. When we can catch it and notice a subtle shift in our own energy, it's much easier to start seeing it in other people and recognizing that, you know, for example, my, my three-year-old. He is just like his mommy. He's got big emotions and sometimes they switch so quickly. It's like you think you're being helpful, but really watching him has helped me see that if I, if I help too much right here, that's actually going to backfire on me. Um, because even though he's struggling, you know, that's what he wants. That's what he really wants right now is that exactly the power to figure it out. Um, without having you know, if I, if I wasn't tuning into that, I would constantly be having confrontations with him because I wasn't aware, right? So mm-hmm. the, work, the best work we can do is become really aware of ourselves. Um, and it sounds, even saying that, you know, talking about self or self-awareness or do the work on yourself can sound like something that makes, that can uh, trigger feelings of guilt. Mm. No. It's all about you, right? <laughs> We have a lot of, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. The more mindfulness, the more self-aware, the more we can catch ourselves before we, we lose it. But don't, you know, if you do happen to lose it for whatever reason, one of the best things you can do is come back at, and take responsibility for it and apologise. And I know that I've done that with my daughters, you know, before I started to do a lot of this work. I would lose my shit at whatever it was, but they would have, they would have pushed, 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 pushed. I lose my shit and then come back and go, right, I apologise for getting angry at you and let's talk about what happened you know what could I do differently what could you do differently so we don't have to experience this again and it goes a long way to building rebuilding or building a relationship with your kid um, to be able to then be resilient themselves as life comes in and emotions get pushed up and whatnot it's a learning experience so that you don't need to feel guilty over either but that's a way you could approach it rather than going and feeling guilty but not doing anything about it because you can come back and rebuild with the kids. It was 6.44 while you were talking about that. I know. I, I didn't want to interrupt. Like, <laughs> like, they're listening. Um, 
Yes. And also that's how kids learn how to deal with feelings that they have. If they see, you know, we're not going to be perfect parents or people, or we're not going to be perfect. We're going to lose our shit. We're going to say inappropriate things. We're going to make a mess and have to clean it up. How are they going to learn how to clean up the messes they make? They're going to watch you and observe. For their words, right. for their actions, for their emotional outbursts, whatever it is. That's how they learn. Right. My kids are really good at that now. They, we talk a lot about, um, you know, taking ownership of, of what, but we all were, we will all apologize to each other because we all played a part. Yep. We've got, I mean, and that's how, you know, really and truly emotional intelligence is something that we were sort of stripped from mm. in the fifties, turn of the century emotional intelligence or, or learning emotional intelligence was stripped from uh, the society. Basically it was really pared down and we lost it temporarily. We've really come back and in the resurgence uh, the understanding of heart intelligence of listening to ourselves, mindfulness um, and that idea of tribe culture. That's really where emotional intelligence um, is strengthened and understood in a group is tribe culture. So, and family is a small version of tribe culture. So when we, the beauty of, you know, having a parent who is, or having the kids at home or with the family at home or, you know, mompreneur, dadpreneur, what do you want, whatever you want to call it, but having a, a, a stronger family structure in place is because you are doing everything at home, because mm. they are around you so much, you are going to fuck up <laughs> in front of them. You are going to have a bad day in front of them. You are going to lose your shit to happen and the beauty is what Rach is talking about how to to correct it how to bring it back together and doing it as a unit it teaches it's it's not just teaching the kids it's teaching you um it reinforces your behavior so when you mess up but correct it and you see the result of that it reinforces that behavior in you as well um when you see them make a mistake and self-correct it reinforces that behavior in them and in you. So it, it really ha- teaches so much. And the more emotional intelligence we have, the more compassionate we are as human beings, the more patient, forgiving, understanding, the more we tend to step back from our point of view and observe, right? We, we learn how to be observers of life um, and understand that we have a, a perception, but so does someone else. And it's valid. And, and that is something that, you know, the more that we have that, the, the more interesting and, and rich life becomes for all of us because we stop assuming and we start listening, which is what this world needs from us so much mm-hmm. is, is really listening and asking questions. I mean, not just listening, but really asking what, what is it you need? What, what's going on? What are you thinking? <laughs> These are such good deep questions to ask people um and we're you know as the universe as this multi-dimensional consciousness that we're all connected to um that's kind of a goal mm-hmm. multi-dimensional consciousness wants to know all points of view right all mm-hmm. all experiences so by just living this way we are really living in in a higher potential um and understanding that guilt is feeling but it doesn't get to rule your life you don't have to let it make your choices for you no and there's one more thing i want to say about mom guilt before we wrap up for the day if you feel mom guilt for any reason it's showing you that you care you don't have to stay there because it is not really the truth you don't need to feel guilty about it but it is showing you that you care and it may give you a moment or a trigger to go right what's really going on here you know what is it specifically that i'm feeling guilty about and then right. to you know unwind that if it's guilty because I haven't spent enough time with the kids, great. So look at your schedule. When can I fit in, even if it's just half an hour, to be fully present to be with them? So allow the the guilt because the guilt's going to come up, but allow yourself yeah. to use it to realize where you care, to realize what is really important, and to determine what your next actions are. And that's all it, it is. To do. That that's a really good point. It is a great reassessment tool. Uh, there are times where I feel that I'm like, I, that's exactly what I do is I stop and I go, okay, do I have to be doing this right now? I have this feeling, you know, being driven is not a bad thing, but it can push you around if you're not 
conscious of it, right? Can tell you, you got to do this. You got to win. You got to make this happen. You got to check that box. You got to, you know, cross off every item on the list. Some days it's more like move the item to the next day. <laughs> and that's the action. Delegate. Too. Delete. <laughs> right. So guilt, uh, I, I, I truly believe we're not given random emotions. Mm. You know, like these emotions aren't here and they're like totally useless. It is a great assessment tool. It is, it is something that allows you to something. Uh, get present and check back in. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you need to stop? Probably. Right? Like, do you, <laughs> or do you need to prioritize now? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, does that thing actually need to get done? Mm, probably there too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many ways it can show up. But I love that Rach put it that way. It can be such a magnificent assessment tool rather than a judgment on yourself. Yes, so compassion for self and allow it to be a trigger for looking, asking deeper questions. Got any questions sitting around? I'm looking at uh, Hosanna. Hey, Hosanna. Yes, she said something, but the the new way that Facebook works, like you have to like the comment, which... I like it, but can I also read it, Facebook? Okay. She says, I have learned from my two boys that I need to ask how help you. Helped me allow them to tell them what, uh, what they need. They stop and think, and I get a chance to hear uh, where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And then the guilt of not knowing what it is, uh, what to do is relieved. Such a good, such a good approach, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's interesting because there is some mindsets around children that, you know, sometimes the mindset can kick in and I'm not saying it's a general mindset. I'm saying sometimes it kicks in in me. I'm the parent. You're the kid. Do what I say. Mm, like right. shit's got to get done. That ha- happens a lot. You know, I'm like shit needs because it does. It need, we need to eat. We need to get going. <laughs> if, I, if I don't go to the store, there won't be food for dinner. Right. Like there are certain things that do need to get done. But it is uh, so important to check in if they're resisting. You know, there's something there to mm. investigate. Absolutely. Um, and it can be easy to get stuck in that shit needs to get done mindset as a parent, mm. especially when you have a lot on your plate. Yep. Mom put that's pretty, pretty deep plate. Right. Exactly. So just another great way to stay conscious um, of the dominant uh, thought process happening for us. Mm. Yep. Perfect. All right. Did you want to talk about this? Yes. Yeah, so she's saying they're in their teens, which I, mm. spirit circles. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You want me to talk about yeah, it? Yeah. You can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So what sponsors this podcast is our spirit circles, which are twice a month. We do a spirit circle for every new moon and every full moon. And this is an opportunity for us to gather as a community and to work with cosmic energy, because that's something else that can get in your way and can cause you to feel in or out of flow. And so we, we strive to be effortlessly aligned. And one of the ways you do that is to align with the cosmic energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might not believe that there's a flow happening universally, or you might know that there is, but until you jump in and try it, you really don't know how easy or hard you could be making your life by trying to maybe manifest when you should be letting go, or uh, you need to work on letting go rather than calling in what you need. So how we do this is we use the lunar energy and we look at what's going on in the sky. We use the new moon uh, for manifesting the, mo- the full moon for letting go, but there's always uh, sort of a subject that the universe is asking us to focus in on. And that's the unique um, energy that's happening at the time, the, the alignment of the stars and the planets. So we use that. And how we do it is we gather together virtually, we get online, we take you through a process. It's a beautiful alignment process. We take you through exercises. Uh, to help you focus in on manifesting or working on what you're letting go. There's usually a channel transmission that comes through. And then at the end, we do a psychic Q&A where you get to ask me your psychic questions about what's going on in your life that will tap in psychically for you. Um, So these are something called spirit circles. And we've been doing it almost, what, three years? Three years. No, it's only two. You keep keep saying three, but it's actually only two (sighs) and a bit. Challenge. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, it's been, it's been going on long enough that, oh, wow. that these have really taken a beautiful shape. So if you have ever been interested in working with cosmic energy and you don't know how to do it, or you just want to gather in a group of like-minded individuals who are supporting you energetically, you should come check out our spirit circles. You can go to spirit, the number four success.com. And right there, you'll see a link. It goes right into spirit circles. It helps explain to you what we do. It also breaks down the pricing. We actually offer different packages around it. We have people who join us for the whole year. Mm-hmm. We have people who show up just for one. Uh, with that, um, you know, you get to be there live with us and you get the recording to keep. So you can use that. Weeks in between the moons. So you can listen to it anytime in that time, multiple times if you want to, because sometimes the energy transmission that comes through is extremely potent. Right. Um, and it has you to think. So it has you think and experience things differently. So if you do it more than once, you actually go in deeper and deeper and deeper, particularly if we're doing the, the healing stuff or the releasing for the, the full moon. Um, it's more right. potent the more you do it. And then the same with the, the new moon and we're calling in, it's taking us in deeper. It's another layer. So you know, get the recording to be able to continue to do the work over that two-week period. Absolutely. Um, All right. And then the final note is check us out on iTunes. This podcast is available on iTunes and you can subscribe. And the more subscribes and likes we have, the more material we can bring you for free, which we're just dying, just dying to give you some more freebies. We have a ton of content that we want to share with you, Uh, but we need your help and getting subscriptions and likes to our podcast so we can bring you brand new stuff so if you could help us out we would be eternally grateful yes super busy mompreneurs and just ladies trying to crush it no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) balance that way trying to balance (laughs) beautiful well thank you everybody for joining us live for those who are watching the recording we'd love it if you wanted to share you know in the on the page if you've got any questions or things you want to share about the the topic that we talked about today we would love to see your comments and and um input so thank you very much and until next time relax we got this thanks for listening to the show to learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings go to spirit the number four success.com or find us on Facebook in fact why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group kick-ass and sparkly lady panures unite Until next time, relax. We got this.